0: Samus. That's the only name you'll hear. Samus. It means the end and the death. Samus is all around you. Samus is in your house. Samus is the guy giving you coffee at the coffee shop. Samus is on this podcast right now. Welcome to Zero to Forty K. Welcome to Zero to 40K, the podcast where I drag my three friends kicking and screaming Whoa. into the world of Warhammer uh books and everything. Um this is the episode two, the second episode. Thanks for joining us. Here with me, as always, are my co
1: hosts, Sarah. Sarah, how are you today? I'm great. I'm doing well.
0: I'm excited yeah. to hear your takes on it gets spooky. It does get this spooky. This section gets spooky.
1: I was pretty happy about that. Um, for context, I like to write horror. I don't know that I'm good at it, but I like to do it for fun. So, yeah.
0: I think you're good at it, and Thank I'm you. excited <laughs> to hear
2: your spooky takes on spooky things, Eric. How are hey, you? I'm Eric. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan anything to say hello with, so that's how I'm going to say hello. Well, that's how we're going to get you. Yeah. Hi. Um, you, you are you enjoying the second the second section? This section took. I don't. I didn't have any expectations coming to this book, but I think it took three turns I wasn't expecting in this section. So right, we'll get to it. And then, of course, Shannon. Shannon, hello. Hello. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to to get into this because I feel like there were finally some things I was excited about. <laughs> Like nine chapters in <laughs> <I was saying laughs> same,
0: part, same. part one. Yeah. Sorry. There's a lot of exposition in part one. Yeah. Um,
3: well, but I'm looking Somehow not enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, as our resident uh, audio book listener, I'm very looking forward to as 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 our audience may or may not know, Shannon and I live in the same house. So I often get to overhear some of the audiobook clips and uh, there are some there are some choices made in the audiobook <laughs> descriptions that I'm looking forward to Shannon uh, guiding us through. Mm, yes. All right. Well, as we all remember from section one, our first part of the book, the Luna Wolves are, are engaging in a compliance action on not Terra, uh, another planet uh, firmly into the Great Crusade. Um, we've met our, our main character, Loken. Uh, who is inducted into the Mornaval, the group of advisors uh, that advise the Primarch Horus, Primarch of the Luna Wolves Legion um, of Space Marines? Um, they have uh, made good friends, uh, good times. Torgadin told a bunch of poop jokes. Um, we just
2: really got into the meat. I
3: you only told uh, like, one. Poop he told joke. one.
2: It doesn't matter. It's infinite poop jokes now. <laughs> Considering how all... much humor there seems to be in this world, that does seem like maybe one poop joke is worth five poop jokes. <laughs> at least.
3: It is surprisingly humorless, but also like the humor they try to roll in there just feels so not organic yeah. at all. Our, his poop
1: joke is honestly one of his better jokes. Yes. <laughs> that's that's yes. why I think it stands out. Yes.
3: So I mean, I don't I don't want to get into it too much, but I felt like Torgaton is very much the guy in the 90s saying, "Psych!"
1: Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <Just> the comic <laughs> you know. relief character that's shoehorned in. Yes, like, in a really but like, awkward way. psych
3: isn't a joke, No, It's not, really.
1: I am looking
0: forward to... We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but... Uh, no, 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 no. It's like... But um, Horace has a, a humdinger later on that I'm excited uh, to which, talk which about.
3: Which Horace are we talking big about? <laughs> yeah. Horace, not,
0: not big, big Horace. Not wee baby Horace. Okay. Um, big Horace um, has a thing. That's It's going to be Big Horace and wee Horace. Um but I'm looking forward to talking about that. But that is in the meantime. Um, uh, generally, what are what are people's thoughts on section two? Um, sounds like Shane, well, you're excited. It picked up some.
3: Yes. Well, not just picked up some, but picked up at all. <laughs> 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 but like, <laughs> there was no picking up of anything last time. I was like, <sighs> you know, I'm not a person who likes books or movies in general about war. You know, that's one of the things that's hardest for me about like Lord of the Rings and, and things like that. I'm like, oh, I am so tired. I need you
0: don't want to hear about the war. You just want to get back to the singing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: For the Lord of the Rings.
3: I, yeah. Was there was that or was that just the Hobbit?
0: I think Lord of the Rings, they've they sang a song or two, right? Did they? It's not yeah. just yeah. A in the
2: director's cut.
3: There's well,
0: a lot of singing.
2: Yeah. I think in the theatrical. <laughs> I mean, the Hobbits at the beginning during the, the, Bilbo's the beginning. party. Anyone
1: sings a really awkward song at the. That guy's funeral, whose name I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It's just suddenly, and it's very loud, and <laughs> her mouth is open very wide, and it makes me laugh inappropriately. I don't
3: know. I, I don't Ever think too. I've watched them as much as you guys, because, mm. again, a lot of it's war stuff. And it I'm is. like, snooze. Huh,
0: but you know what?
3: Speaking of Lord of the Rings, I just want to say, you know that's how That's not they... what
0: we're speaking of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it I just want to say, you know how they say, like... Looks like what do they say? Meat, meat's back, back on, on the, the menu, menu, boys. <laughs> <Thank you>. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're like, "What's a menu?" There were a few of those moments I had throughout this book where I was like, "Did you just call them fishwives? Is that a is that still a phrase that you guys have in the? What is your context as?" all people for using that term.
0: Uh, yes, Abaddon, I believe says it about Torgaddon and Lokan.
3: You guys don't even know what women look like. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, <they're>, every <laughs> every science word has changed. It's like a pictor uh, fishwife, fishwife. That is, one I got to talk oh, I, I, I
3: was gonna. Br- that's one of my notes. For but, yeah.
0: context about fishwives especially, um and this is something that they won't get into like ever in this book and it's only in like later stuff. Chthonia is a horrible post-apocalyptic world of, like, mining tunnels. There's no oceans or fishing <laughs> or presumably fishwives <laughs> on the planet that Abaddon grew up on. So he also picked up that phrase Excellent. from someone else. I also don't think at this point in history that Terra has oceans. So oh, this is a piece of uh, of vernacular that is apparently stubbornly held on in uh, in Gothic, they would call the language in this, which is... I'm just imagining
3: Loken then getting out like the dictionary and looking up the etymology of (laughs) fishwives.
1: I don't know what a fish is. (laughs) We're unclear what a wife is (laughs) because we're space marines. I've come to really love Loken. It's just his very, I think they call him naive at one point in this section. I don't want to get too far ahead, but just he's so straightforward about everything and it seemed in the first part that everyone in this world was that way. And I really appreciate in this part, it's like, no, he's just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
0: uh, that's just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's dive we, in. We're, we're getting ahead. We'll get to these sections as we get to them. Um, we left off last time at a, uh, a cliffhanger that's not going to pay off at all of Carcassi <laughs> getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh-huh. And then I think in uh, like three chapter sense, they're like, oh, yeah, you got beat up anyway. <laughs> um, so thanks, Dan. Um, but chapter six, the sixth chapter, um, a not particularly brief briefing. Loken volunteers Horace Dorn bro time. So the chapter starts off with uh, Loken finally getting to go to his first big boy briefing. Um, Horace is getting all of the the worthies from the fleet together. You get a lot of names and a lot of characters introduced. Uh, some of whom are important and many of whom I feel you will never hear about again, um, but they want to talk about a lot of it. Like um, the
1: mistress of astropaths?
2: Yes, of astropaths. Now, astropaths oh, are important, notes, but yeah. right. I don't think this character necessarily <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. That I, is the first of many. That's not even the of this section. That's the first of many like metal Album titles,
3: yeah, <laughs> Mistress yeah. of well, also, I was like, Astrofax. Astrofax. I kind of want to have that title. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be called a lot of titles
1: of... in that paragraph. There's like the Master Companion of Vox, mm. the Master Companion of Lucidation. Like, it's very Master Companion
4: <laughs> of Lucidation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, various gubernatorial legates. Yeah. I like they just throwing yeah. that in. <laughs> just that yeah, yeah. Um, so it's wonderful. This is, and we'll see a lot. A lot more of this as these books go on. Uh, one of my favorite parts about Warhammer is the impenetrability of like all of the over the top Baroque. Baroque is a word that I will use a lot to describe Warhammer of everything. It, like you say, it can't just be we got him on the radio. It's like it's the Vox and they use the Voxcaster and we have a m- master companion of Vox. That's the head Vox guy, obviously, uh, that's going on. And everything in this is that sort of nonsense over the top goodness um, but they they get into the thing they introduce a million billion characters and we even get to see our our dear friend uh, what's his name Peter
3: Peter Egon Momus thank
0: you
1: that made me mm-hmm. so mad because okay his name because I feel like they've made up all these names for this like world and they're like his name's Peter but it's got to look different Let's just throw another E in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're definitely seeing a, a George R. R. Martin like we can't just name them I want a familiar name but we have to spell it kind of yeah, fancy.
3: Like Peter Baelish yes. is spelled with a Y. Yeah. Okay.
0: Got to <laughs> have the things. And yeah, and he gets a Horace gets introduced scared architect um and we get a weird amount of time yeah, but talking about this architect. So
3: I think this happens before he he gets into the Peter Egon Momus thing where we Gaze upon Horus. Well, no, we're well not for the first time. We've seen him. But I feel like every time it's like a fresh time <laughs> seeing him. So I would love if I could just play a little bit of what Loken is thinking and hearing during this time. Is that okay?
4: Late on us. He was as magnificent as ever, Loken thought. Massive and limber, a demigod manifest, wrapped in white gold armor and pelts of fur. His head was bare. Shaven, sculptural, his face was noble, deeply tanned by multiple sunlights, his wide-spaced eyes bright, his teeth gleaming. He smiled and nodded to each and every one of them. He had such vitality, like a force of nature, a tornado, a tempest, an avalanche. Trapped in humanoid form and distilled, the potential locked in. He rotated slowly on the dais, grinning nodding to some, pointing out certain friends with a familiar laugh. The Primarch looked at Loken, back in the shadows of the overhang, and his smile seemed to broaden for a second. Loken felt a shudder of fear. It was pleasant and vigorous. Only the War Master could make an Astartes feel that. Friends, Horus said. His voice was like honey, like steel, like a whisper, like all of those things mixed as one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay so how do we feel about that
4: I have a lot to say about that
2: passage Why I was I I picturing that? Horace with long hair I was picturing him yeah. with long honey colored hair and, was, and then it was his yeah. honey voice it's his
1: voice is honey and he's bald
2: <laughs> bald as <laughs> <is No>. steel <laughs> and steel as his yeah. voice is honey but and actually,
3: only only and it was also a whisper. only he <laughs> could make an him feel like that I just want to it's point, point out sure. here what did he make him feel
1: Fear. 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 Yeah.
3: He made him feel fear. This is something that I want to talk about a lot today. I'll just.
0: Well, there's, yeah, later on. But yes, they know no fear, except, except occasionally. Except, except when, when they do. Except <laughs> when they do. <laughs> Which well, is fairly
1: often. And
3: it disturbs them when they feel it, apparently. But this because... time it was pleasant.
1: Yes. <laughs> and vigorous. Right? And vigorous. And vigorous. Which vigorous. is why my note was I would like to reiterate
3: everyone's gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... It's still. They're all gay for the War Master. For the War, yes, exactly.
0: Um, I do want as a, as a little exercise uh, for us here. Um, I don't know who wants to. We're we sh- doing theater, theater sports. We're maybe sort of doing theater sports. Yes, and what is a voice that is like honey, like steel, like a whisper, like all of those things mixed as one? I mean, what does that sound like? We
3: just heard it.
0: No, we heard. <laughs> we heard his thing, but how? So so, I don't know who wants Sarah. Would you like to go first? What's your best? Oh, I have
1: to do an impression like of this steel. Voice? I,
0: I want it to be oh. like steel, like a whisper, like honey, like all of
1: those at once. I want you know the urge to do a Christopher Walken impression right
2: now, <laughs>
0: <laughs> friends, <laughs> my dear friends. <laughs>
1: yeah, off camera a bit, um, uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's
2: not good. It's not. Eric, do you have a? It's a whisper. I feel like you can't do steel and honey at the same Seems time, but very maybe hard. you can alternate. Maybe it's like friends. <laughs> is Ooh. that honey at the end? I was think
1: that
0: dipped into some honey? Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, do you have a... It's, I'm
3: yeah. not, I mean, I'm not really an actor. But,
0: uh, I just want to see what your take What's on What my is. take is on dialogue? a
3: whisper, steel, honey.
0: All those things mixed as one.
3: Friends. <laughs> is
1: that go. a- That's
0: good. That's uh-huh. good. I really, the creepiest- I really. <laughs> like audio. I got that. Yeah, a little less, a uh, little less honey. A little more. Uh, well, we'll get into uh, people <laughs> sounding like creepos calling, uh, <laughs> calling phone lines when we discuss Samus later.
3: <laughs> yeah, they things. have no idea what they're in for here with Samus.
0: So we're clearly working under the assumption that this is a Primark ability to sound like all of these things,
3: or things to hear simultaneously. them
0: simultaneously. Um, I also want to say in that little audio clip, did the dude take a sip of something like towards the end of that? There's a part where it really sounded like he drank and swallowed something I didn't in know. the middle of his in the middle of his dialogue. Well, there Maybe are a few times, and, and
3: especially later when we get into Samus, that I feel like he's having trouble catching his breath. <laughs> <But> we'll, <laughs> we'll get into he that. Puts I, 110% he puts 110 percent into Samus. He does. He really does. OK, but let's yeah, let's not back, get ahead of ourselves.
0: Back to what? Uh, back
3: to Horus. Back theme.
0: to a, a riveting briefing. This is the first time we get to see Horus kind of be in Horus. Like we've seen him like talk to other people and now he's. He's really chatting with everyone. His his charisma's turned up to 11. Um, I will say I want to see the scene in a film where he nods and points out and shares a little laugh with everyone in the room. Because as we saw earlier, there's, I think, 90 people at this (laughs) briefing. And I just want to see the part where he's like, hey. (laughs) Mm? Uh Uh, Sarah, yeah. Hey. Hey. Ha you
1: know. <laughs> Eric. Last Saturday,
0: see you there. Last my Saturday, wild time. And like this and this is why these briefings take so long. He's talking about <laughs> how boring the briefings are, and it's like because he has to do like a little the a million people in this room as they nod and smile at him. Yeah. Um But he goes, he describes what's going on here, and then Loken gets to be Logan gets to be the cool guy because they find out they've they've blown the hell out of this planet. Everybody's been beaten up. They're trying to handle. But lo and behold, the poor dude that's ended up being the governor is having a problem. There's a bunch of people still fighting in the Whisperheads. The Whisperheads. We'll hear a lot about those. And they are having trouble uh, rooting out this last little bit of resistance. And Horace is doing a big like, oh, whatever will we do? It's very (laughs) subtle. Um,
3: He's so passive aggressive.
0: This is. They, they explain why he wants to do it because he's trying to to not seem like he's the violent guy. Um, yes. He's trying to seem like a peacemaker. I like he
3: Could have also instead of like whatever he did, if he whispered to Torgod and hey, go tell Loken about this thing I'm going to do. Pass it on.
0: Was that your honeyed whisper, steel voice?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> there.
3: Yes, tell Loken I'm talking to him, but don't tell don't tell anyone else.
0: Well, he wants to make sure Loken's up to snuff. To yeah. be in a Mornaval. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, Loken catches on. So he picks up what he's putting down. Does he
1: catch on? It? It's not super clear to me why Torgaden couldn't have just told him, like, hey, he's going to ask you this specific yes. thing. And here's yes. what you should say. Uh-huh. Instead, he's like, hey, he's going to ask you a question. That's what I Answer I... it. <laughs> and then yes. Moon walks away. Like, it's very...
0: Ooh, I want to see
1: that. <laughs> I mean, he seems like the kind of guy who would do that.
0: He's always 100% moonwalking. <laughs> Um but yeah he they want it to be like this test that Logan sort of passes but then sort of is again like has to have it explained to him later they're like aha uh-huh. we'll get to when Dorn is like you saw what he did there but the, the long and short of it is that Logan volunteers 10th company to go just kick the absolute shit out of a bunch of poor people on this planet that are having the audacity to continue rebelling
3: right and that's what's been the hardest thing for me about these books are we supposed to be on Loken side? because I absolutely am not. They are colonizers.
0: I think the theme of a lot of Warhammer is that there are no good guys in this world. So I'm
3: pretty sure the people on the planet are fu- are good guys. Well, <laughs>
0: they're but... not bad guys at least. <laughs> We're gonna see they apparently worship something called Samus, which doesn't seem great. Um, we also get to see the triumphant return of a character that we didn't really know anything about or care about. <laughs> but Malagurst, the Twisted, comes back, which I feel is a little unearned when they're like, oh, man, Malagurst is back. Everyone's favorite guy, Malagurst. And we're like, you mentioned him offhandedly. Fully <laughs> forgot he existed. Maybe that was in a uh-huh. previous book. It's This is number one. Oh, really? <laughs> this is book number one. There are no previous books. Oh, okay. I had yeah. to flip back to the first <laughs> section to find, like, who? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, this guy well, died. Well, he's in
3: the list, and yeah. it said the Twisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, he was named the Twisted for mental reasons cuz he's crazy. He's
2: <laughs> He's, he's 90s not crazy. Rap but... rock band Twisted.
3: <laughs> twisted. <laughs> but now he has been literally his body has been torn apart. And
2: oh the irony. Yeah. And
3: then I love about this guy is he comes in and it feels very current to now because he's like i don't want any of this pc bullshit (laughs) where you can't call me this we're not gonna cancel my nickname you better call me the twisted
0: because he's so proud of
1: it and it's that whole passage is set up so subtly by Loken having a full internal monologue about, oh, should we still call him the Twisted? <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you might be thinking, should you still <laughs> call him? Wow, I was. Like, wow, the I was. <laughs> was
0: precisely thinking exactly that. Um, but Malagers comes back, and we're all, like I say, we're all super excited to see that he's returned. Um, and he, he sort of lays out the next where things are going to go crusade wise uh, before he goes off on there. We also get a little bit of a uh, a shakespeare reference because horace is as he whispers the dreadful Sagittarius with a delighted grin um because some star system nearby is called sagittarius and then he's like i read troilus and cressida i'm a cool cool guy i guess because that book apparently lived this long i don't know why he calls it the dreadful sagittary
3: this long and now actually now that you've said lived this long I have to bring up the biggest betrayal that you guys don't even know is coming, which is, I asked Walter, off mic, what year does this take place?
0: Oh, no. I was hoping we are going to, we wouldn't have to. We wouldn't have to cross this bridge. Oh, Quite am I so. not supposed to be? Well, no, it's too late. The cat. The cat. There it goes. <laughs> it was in the bag. What? And now the cat's out of the bag. Her, and the you guys, yeah, we're not
3: on this, a 40K podcast.
0: This this book does technically the take place.
3: Of our podcast. In 30K. This is oh
0: 10,000 years Betrayal. before the current yes. setting. I was this 40K. close
3: to discording you guys when this happened. <laughs> but I, I, it I for decided, the yes.
0: He was. Incense, Shannon
2: was. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I, I was, I would be Shannon the in- incensed. I feel sure.
2: bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. So now we won't be at zero when we officially get to forty k. We'll, we'll
4: know 30K. all about forty k. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: We'll be there for the companion.
0: But this is this is set up. This is the how it leads into the world of Warhammer forty thousand.
2: But no one knows what thirty k is. I guess
1: if we're going from zero to forty k, this it is like sense. our yeah. You got to start at thirty k. Okay.
2: Well, hopefully earbuds haven't been ripped out of <laughs> listeners' ears <laughs> upon hearing this Everyone's news. Everyone's already mad. They're furious. They're like two episodes of this garbage and i was never told we need a honeyed steel laced voice to tell our listeners that it's okay that it's (laughs) in the 30k universe oh i didn't get to do you didn't
1: get to yours
2: um
0: friend no god that's bad that's evil well you know that's the steel i was trying to get the steel (laughs) in there you have to go heavy on the steel too heavy on the steel friends
1: needs more this is
0: 30k hey, it's so hard to whisper steel. Yeah. 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 Even though the whisper of steel is like a phrase that I feel is used in every fantasy novel. Like, <laughs> For like swords. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, always the whisper of steel. That's a thing. Like I, that chink. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to come up in this book, I'm confident.
3: I, I know we probably need to move on to oh, another chapter. Um, <laughs> but I just want to point out, like at the end, near the end, Dorn. I think it was, was it Dorn who is like, sometimes you have to be used by the war master. And he's like, what <laughs> <laughs> i was used oh wait that was actually telegraphed to me and then it happened in a very wink wink way and then now i'm this is what
1: i mean he just he's just moving through life <laughs> sweet summer child <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah there's something so human about him maybe you would say it's, yes is it human?
0: It's, it's naivete
3: yeah
0: um, yeah, we do. This is the absurdly long chapter uh, of this one because I got to do a lot of exposition here. But we do also have to talk about him meeting Primarch number two now that we've encountered in these books, Rogaldorn of the Imperial Fists, mm-hmm. which is another unfortunately named perhaps legion. Um, <laughs> but here we are. There's a lot of talk about two Primarchs in the same yeah, room. Just
3: looking at Sarah's face.
0: Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs>
3: my mind hadn't even gone there well,
0: <laughs> the warhammer community's mind has well dredged the uh the idea of the imperial fists mm-hmm. and and what it sounds like when the imperial fists attack a place and if a place gets imperially fisted and it's
3: <laughs> <laughs> but i hear they're better they're not as good at at um you know offense right.
0: defense. and yes yeah, a lot of talk about how it's like uh oh and this is the part where I want to talk about. They lay it on real thick. We all know that space marines fighting space marines is likely a thing that is coming up, but they are constantly. It's like, can whoa. you imagine if we fought Brother yeah, Rogel that. And Doran's yeah. like, I can't imagine if we would ever fight. It would be a crazy fight. But fortunately, we will never fight. Whoa, there's whoa, whoa. no way space marines would ever fight.
3: Whoa. Spoiler. You're telling me. Whoa. I'm feeling so spoiled right now.
0: <laughs> space marines might be about to fight um i also want to take a little just for context uh, sake so we have a moment here where a servitor comes up and i think we've heard servitors before oh and a servitor comes up and like brings some refreshments or whatever like you do um they're having their little little cuppa while they're chatting about the the crusade um what are your all's idea of what a servitor is um these are the mechie bros right well, they're, they, they've they described these servitors coming up and, like, helping people. Like, again, this one's delivering no, refreshments. I think... Wasn't there a Mechie
2: bro? Yeah, there somewhere? was.
3: You're talking about, Reg- Regulus, That's talking about Regulus. He's a member of the Mechanicum. He's yes. The... Yes. It, actually, okay. I have an audio clip of that, is. but as far as the service, servitors
0: go. Yeah. What, what what What's all, as you've read these, what's your impression of what a servitor is?
3: I'm telling you, I wasn't paying attention
0: enough. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unfortunately, I want to. Yes, Andrew I here. Think but
3: just
1: servant is how I. I are thought they... it was a fancy oh, way of no. saying servant.
0: Yeah. So for in like just to get a context of how awful like you were talking about, are these the good guys? Servitors are people who've generally committed some sort of crime and have been lobotomized oh, to God. do tasks because in the 40, they don't believe in A.I., dune style in warhammer so the only things that you can have for robots have to be like basically a human brain but they've like cut out all the other parts that can like think and feel and have joy and they do things like deliver drinks and that's uh, all your robots in so every time you see a servitor it's that's a some poor dude that got lobotomized. yes probably so I, by because i didn't notice crimes. these
2: servitors but i'm certainly going to notice the next time they're mentioned now
0: yeah, yeah. wow yeah and i love that nowhere in here they're just like it's a servitor it's just no yeah, you think it's like a little r2d2 robot maybe popping up and yeah. passing some drinks off or maybe it's just a servant like just yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a fake latin servant name yeah dude coming up and being like here's your drinks and it's like no 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 it is awful every time so there we are
3: so uh, although that wasn't about the adeptus mechanicus do you want to hear what the voice sounded like oh yes oh, i do okay.
4: Regular stepped towards the edge of the dais and put a polished machine cog down delicately on the lip of the auslite. When he spoke, his voice was augmented and inhuman, like an electric wind brushing through the boughs of steel trees. My Lord Warmaster, the Mechanicum is satisfied with this rock. We continue to study, with great interest, the technologies captured here. The Gravitic and phasic <laughs> weapons are being reversed engineered in our forge. <laughs> at last report. three standard template construct patterns previously unknown to us have been recovered
3: so I was expecting kind of like a like a voice that's been put through a filter
4: yeah, yeah.
3: not like um
2: I am now speaking monotone
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: oh. i like is a
0: uh,
1: there's a little bit of like a Russian accent in there mm-hmm. too it's 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 good and that's a uh, what I'm getting from that is even a professional like voice actor doesn't know how to vocalize steel.
2: Right. <laughs> so and let alone honey. Yeah, steel so we, we don't, well,
1: we don't need to is, feel bad. Yeah. yeah.
2: I might be getting ahead of you, but I do have in my notes that Dorn's voice. Do you have a note about what his how his voice is described oh, because I noted that one. Let's let oh. what's Dorn's? Dorn's is cuz this confuses me more than honey and steel. Dorn's voice sounds like like a lap of water but with the tension of a steel cable. <laughs> To me, a lap of water is
3: steel. Yeah, <laughs> it's loosey goosey.
2: Yeah, it's harder for me to imagine a lap of water than it is honey. So I don't know what to do. do wow, a lap of water. But yeah, but to your point, I do like that. It's, everyone has to be steel almost because they're tough. Alpha war bros. Yeah. So they're like, honey, that's kind of girly, isn't it? <laughs> Let's A make apple water. <laughs> I don't know. Give these steel ones. though.
0: <laughs> no, just in case you were worried. Oh, there's steel there. There's still manly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Despite there is some rock hard steel uh-huh. in his voice.
2: And don't, don't worry about it. Don't get distracted about how beautiful all the men think all the other men are. <laughs> don't
1: worry They're about still it. Still
2: <laughs> metal and steel and manly and yeah. awesome.
0: Don't worry about it. So um all right. But well, that wraps up a lot of talking in chapter six. Chapter six is talk, talk, talk all the time. Uh, chapter seven. Keeler gets some picks for the gram. I'm here to take oaths and chew bubble gum. Loken, here's a spooky. <laughs> so this starts off. We we have we're, we're back. You know, there, uh, Dan Abnett. And I like this about it. I think this is a good way to do these books is he goes back and forth between like Space Marines doing Space Marine stuff and then. Normalish people in the form of the remembrancers like kind of seeing these things from a distance um
3: i'm glad you put that in air quotes because i don't know how normal anybody is oh they have <laughs> right, like yeah. weird
0: robot heads sometimes and whatever but this
3: is a chapter where i really thought about how like they like to give what i think sarah was talking about earlier um They like to give slightly different names for technologies we just have now. Like, this seems to be, this picture unit seems to just be a camera. Like, it's still, like, on a strap around. (laughs) Yeah. Around, uh, is this Euphrates? Yes. Uh, Around Euphrates' neck or whatever. And it's like, haven't they come up with better technology? 30,000 years? They just
2: upgraded the name and the spelling, and that was it. Mm -hmm.
3: They're like, we don't need that E.
2: It's just going to be,
0: we're going to picked, picked, going to picked. But uh, we get. Well, they're
3: actually adding a letter when you say pick because they do call them picked instead of picks.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: They're adding a letter.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. What are you going to get out of your pickter? Except a picked. Obviously.
1: It's so easy to say. Right.
3: Uh. I, I just want to say, like for a while, I was trying to find the gayest thing in each chapter. And <laughs>
0: I mean as you the should. The
3: two servitors glistening with lubricant really stuck out to me. Oh, except now
0: know. that you know that they're a creepy, yeah, lobotomized, like they're glistening with lubricant, but they're also like kind of slack jawed and like probably drooling a bit.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm I am having different feelings about that now.
0: <laughs> but again, at no point here have they told us that's what a servitor is.
2: You just are, mm-hmm. and who's lubing them up? Is there a servitors whose job it is to lubricate well,
3: that's other the servitors? Thing. It doesn't say glistening with sweat. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Are they talking about, like, lubricant for, like, the gears of the, like, they're working on machinery or?
4: I don't know.
2: L- or going, they got
3: some...
2: I assumed it was oil astro- the way that... They got some that,
3: maybe,
0: it's, maybe it's sweat, well, but... Well, going back to Sarah's, I think, mean, just Sarah's rule mm-hmm. of everyone is gay. Yeah. I am confident there are lube servitors. <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: The world of Warhammer. <laughs> Whether or not they're the ones lubricating these serpents. <laughs> they are. exist in the world. That was no okay, question.
3: I have a serious question that I kept reading in these chapters. And I want to know, did we talk about this last time? And I just don't remember it. Because I have no idea what the sign of the Aquila is. Ah. And this happened like five or six times. And I was like... What is this?
0: They sort of describe. This is going to be. We're going to need a picture.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is the, listener. I made the great.
2: blood logo. The logo <laughs> so for the gang, the Bloods. <laughs> the the visual. The
3: logo is that. What they the call logo. it? Yeah. It's yeah. not the hands. Like the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's their logo. Yeah, they're you know for their branding. Uh, you uh, go uh, to their Twitter. <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> um, it's it's
2: it's bird wings. So oh. you make it. You link your thumbs. You cross you your hands listener, and like your thumbs. I've got a better, just watch the movie. I know you've watched it recently, <gasps> Batman Returns. Oh, the penguin that? makes this when he says, oh, bats he... with wings do their thing.
3: I was thinking and <laughs> maybe this was an Angels in the Outfield thing, but maybe they do like this.
2: <laughs> that
0: I both, can't speak to. Both <laughs> films we've that are in the zeitgeist right now. <laughs> that are, They're
1: very popular. <laughs> um, that everyone's um, like,
0: oh. Yeah, duh. Now oh, okay. I get it. Now, oh, I didn't Anybody get it before. Anybody who
3: loves Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be a familiar with the, the movie that I just mentioned. Yeah,
0: clearly. <laughs> but you link your thumbs into little eagle's wings, and it's like there was an eagle on your chest. Mm. And that's the sign of the aquila, because that's a bird.
1: I'm really glad you asked, because I also... They mentioned that like they've done it a million times before already in the book, and I was like, I don't remember what this...
0: The th- The thing I like about it and when they talk about doing this, so this is a gesture that clearly requires two hands. Mm. And I know that there are times (laughs) when people are described as doing this that meant, meant that they, <laughs> they like,
1: are putting their guns, like, <laughs> down,
0: like, taking things off, uh-huh. making the gesture, picking their gun back up, and doing. Can like,
3: they do a half see? and just would put think a hand just, over... Yeah. That. That's just the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's not... You can't
1: just have a one-winged can you just, bird. just, like, hold the gun and, go, like, loop your thumb around the gun? Ooh. And
0: oh,
3: there yeah. you go. If anybody has any guns, <laughs> bring them over there. next time. We'll try it and out. we can
1: do a little gun
0: aquila. It's um, though. But you can't have the <laughs> one-winged... White wing white winged dove. I man, I used to think Edge of Seventeen that it was a one-winged <laughs> dove. Um and it took me a very long time to realize that, that was not try- the lyric. You know, Edge I of Seventeen, white Stevie white Nicks.
1: Know, ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: Okay. When this podcast doesn't work out, we have clearly a lot of career options open to us.
1: That's the most tentative I've ever saying anything. <laughs> this microphone looming.
0: I appreciate that you went there. Anyway, one wing thing. So uh, Keeler takes a bunch of picks. Uh, the worst security ever is letting a bunch of remembrancers just kind of run around on the deck where (laughs) they're getting everyone ready to, like, disembark and go annihilate a bunch of people. Um, They're constantly getting yelled at of, like, don't go there, don't take pictures. And they're like, I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to go there. Yeah, why
3: else did you bring us here?
0: They're just having a great... They don't
3: understand consent at all.
0: And the point of these people taking pictures, but they could take. we get to see people do an oath of moment where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of descriptions of space marines kind of taking their, hey, we're going to go. Kick ass and take names.
3: I didn't write a whole lot on this chapter. This chapter, does, not I, a lot I goes did on. have one major note at the end, but I, if you guys have any. Okay.
2: I think <laughs> maybe should maybe we start, start taking oaths and pinning them to our shirts whenever we come to oh, the podcast? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we should be really writing out our, I don't I'm going to make some good that. jokes about
2: uh, 40K novels.
1: I
3: cannot start every episode with conscience. an oath.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will only reference two bands. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to these oaths. There will be one or
0: more songs sung over the course of this episode. Um, but then it leads to I mean, this is all leading up to Loken and crew uh, going down to the planet with a bunch of remembrancers. And we're starting to hear there's some atmospheric issues, there's some problems with the Vox. They're listening to it. And I think this is the big note that we're waiting for as you hear the first whispers of
2: Samus.
3: Samus. No, that's not the note. Yeah, I have, I
1: note.
2: I have a note too that isn't there. <laughs> yeah. oh. I ah, you're so Samus. wrong. Nope. Don't even know it's, what's going on.
1: I guess mine's kind of related to Samus, but it was um, that the like flight. The flight officer took off his headset and looked at Loken. His face was wide eyed and fearful. Loken recoiled slightly. He wasn't made to deal with fear. The concept disgusted him. And uh, just going back again to, okay, are you afraid or are you not afraid? Like, <laughs> let's pick a side and stick yes. with it. it just seems like it's more of a myth that they've spread about the Astartes that even the Astartes buy into right that they can't feel fear because they seem to feel it
2: yeah. on a regular I going basis all the time it's one of those things where you're watching like maybe a mystery on uh, like a mystery movie or something and you're like well this seems really obvious they've done a bad job writing this and you're like no that was a red herring and they did that on purpose it's like yeah, yeah. are we supposed are they Literally programmed to not feel fear is the point I'm trying to uh-huh. belabor and get uh-huh. to, uh-huh. or they yeah do they just are they do they just think that they can't yeah is it unfortunate writing or so is it, like it deliberate a writing yeah <laughs>
3: situation where he's constantly telling us he can't feel anything for people mm-hmm. that he does until season constantly. two and then yeah. he has a family <laughs> yeah. and loves them <laughs> right um but actually okay so before I play this I would love to hear your interpretations at least maybe like one or two lines. Of what Samus sounds like. Who wants to take it first?
2: I don't remember the description, but he's just whispery, right? It's like a gust of dry desert wind, a sirocco, if you will. Let me find a quote. I want to quote him this time. Let's
3: hear hear Sarah's take. I
2: have it open to the page, so I'll try. Yeah, by all means.
1: Samus, that's the only name you'll hear.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. It
0: sounded sirocco like.
3: What's a know. It's a dry
0: that. desert wind. Oh, okay, I just love an excuse to use the word Sirocco. Mm. It's a good one. I'm put that in the memory. This bay. is why <laughs> Walter
3: loves forty k books because there is a bunch of words in here that I am like.
0: I had to use that word. They just described it as a dry desert wind. No,
3: I, I know, but I am saying hmm. that oh, you know, you love you love books that do though, and the, oh, these yeah. books do. They use a lot of mm-hmm. they they love they love using a lot of big words
0: when we're not getting. Loops. Are
3: you going to try it out, Walter?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I already I did mine at the beginning.
3: Oh. At the intro. Oh. I did right. my Samus.
1: Samus is here with us yes. on this podcast. Sarah He's on this did podcast. theirs,
3: so let's go to let's go to Eric. Samus.
2: That's the only
3: name you'll hear.
2: Samus, it means the end and the death.
3: Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Was... I'm
0: I'm a little worried that Samus is here. Samus yeah. <laughs> is the podcaster
2: next time. And now day. I'll do my impression. Oh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> The podcast is coming from inside the house.
3: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready, though?
4: Yes. Let's hear the actual clip. What in the name of terror is that? He asked. Logan listened. The voice, like a gust of dry desert wind, said, Samus, that's the only name you'll hear. Samus, it means the end and the death. Samus. No Abby, Samus. Samus is all around you. Samus is the man beside you. Samus will gnaw upon your bones. Look out. Samus is here.
1: The worst ASMR. I've the voice faded.
4: The channel went dead and quiet. Except the occasional echo pop. The flight officer took off his headset and looked at Loken. His face was wide-eyed and fearful. Loken recoiled slightly. He wasn't made to deal with fear. The concept disgusted him.
3: I added that last part just because I wanted to talk about the fear thing, which we already did. But yes, ASMR. (laughs) The the
1: worst ASMR.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I... (laughs) (laughs) i think i was laughing probably when i i I think i had headphones in yeah oh yeah when i was listening to this and i was losing it um and i was like i wanted to save this for the podcast but i couldn't i i let walter listen to it because i really wanted to talk about it sounded like a creep it sounded like a creep who is like crank calling and heavy breathing yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah yeah that's a good point um
3: in like the 90s <laughs> like, for sure he's probably masturbating on the other end <laughs> of the line yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like, <laughs> God.
0: there's no question that they're yeah. gonna calls. I, his real big
3: <gasps> <gasps> oh yes that was oh. extremely yeah. funny to me yeah
0: really really leaned into it so samos yeah but I like everyone. He went way whisper, whisperier, whisperier. Um, he really,
3: yes, he really leaned in on the whisper Than part.
0: Any of our interpretations.
3: Um, I did just have a couple two two very small notes about that chapter that I didn't mention. One was, why was Euphrates so obsessed with Mercy? It's like, where is she? Where is she? And then I was like, oh, yeah because everybody's gay <laughs> yeah. oh yeah she. Is- i'm glad
1: everyone's on board and i just want to make it clear because we did this in the first episode like i want everyone to be gay right. yes. this isn't like an insulting thing like
3: yes this is- <laughs> yeah um so i was like is she in love with her you know uh, which i think is fine but she was obsessed with the fact that she wasn't there despite the fact that we have never really seen them together very much we saw them like two One, seconds yeah like, she walked in the room at the end of a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so there was that. But then there was also how uncomfortable I was when *Cinderman*. Um, was complimenting Euphrates' photos and then tries to take her to a second location. <laughs> 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 He's like, "Oh, this is lovely work. These are oh, they'll remember these forever. Let's go over here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, is this gonna?" I get- have
2: some etchings in my boudoir.
3: You
4: might want to.
2: <laughs>
3: I was Who very picked? concerned. He came off because he is this kind of elderly, but almost almost religiosity type figure. In a way. The
0: imperial creed.
3: Yeah. And so I was very uncomfortable. It turned out fine.
1: Yeah, but it I was have a, icky.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have a Syndrome quote written oh. down. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't remember when it happens. Okay. But he's referring to them getting in their boats and flying away. Um, and he says, storm birds. He says, so many, so perfect, so huge, yeah. so regimented. <laughs>
1: yes
0: yes he's just really into it that's a good one
2: listen he's got a
0: space marine daddy kink and uh (laughs) that's that's just how he lives his life yeah that's Uh, so
1: huge really
0: i think i wrote that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) well i still forget who said that it's like these astartes are bigger than us in every way one can measure a man Mm -hmm. every every one of those ways (laughs) if you catch my drift Wink.
3: Measuring men. Measuring.
0: How could you do that? Um, I do also kind of want to talk a little, just a tiny bit about, I don't know, there's this whole Remembrance or Order, and they're like, we're going to get all these artists of all these different types, and we're going to have them do things. Do they think like orchestra composers watch battles to write <laughs> orchestras on them? Because they're like, we're going to send you down to watch some murders like we're going to go put you in a war zone so you can better write your symphony.
3: I mean, in this world, they do. It's it's insane
0: to me. Like I get sending like a, a journalist, like a, a picture, you know, sending Keeler who's, you know, a, a, what are you, like a war correspondent kind of vibe. But these people that are like, I write poems. I better go watch <laughs> yeah. a bunch of yeah. murders happen. I'm somebody. It's like I think. Yeah, this is definitely a minor key sort of slaughter. Uh, I'm feeling that I'm watching here. It's.
3: I mean, that's basically what he yeah, said.
1: Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like, why are we sending? I do think there are composers who've written pieces that are supposed to be about war, but I think it's usually that they were fi- fighting in a war yeah. <laughs> and then later became a composer. I don't yeah, think yeah. they like they're, like I'm like I don't think Tchaikovsky was like I'm gonna go just peep the war of 1812 so that I can <laughs> write like a really great.
2: Right. What a great opportunity for me yeah. to get some
1: <laughs>
0: inspiration. Yeah. Do you guys mind if I tag along <laughs> yeah. in this war? Um, but anyway, but this world, apparently, they just send every type of artist. Just throw them at it. See what happens. Um going into chapter eight. Loken and friends kill everybody. Loken's kind of a dick to a dying dude. And oh shit, Samus is here. So now we get... Just the we we get to see Space Marines doing you know we saw Space Marines doing what they did before and now we're really going to dive into it and Loken gets his squads together he has a squad of we haven't talked about Terminators oh, oh yeah that's a, a big thing in Warhammer um we always have to have the comparison of as Primarchs are to sp- like as Space Marines are to men and Primarchs are to Space Marines and Terminators are to sp- all these comparisons. But people so, are just,
3: Terminators supposed to be the same? Yeah, they're all they do things by a scale yeah. of whatever the scale of human to a is. That's the scale they always. The
0: use. next step up, uh-huh. um, and they're just people in super, super big armor. Oh, okay. Like it's it's more serious business armor all the time. So,
3: which came first, Terminators like Skynet Terminators or these Terminators?
0: Gosh, I mean, these are from real early on in the, uh, in the 40 K, uh, which
3: started in the eighties. Yeah.
2: Terminator is what? 81, 83 ish. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a really I'm give a, giving myself a three year range of so, 81, 83.
0: It's going to be pretty close to the same time. Um, but actually it was more stolen. I mean, it was stolen, but I don't think it was stolen from Terminator, like the Terminator films. It was stolen from a 2000 AD comic, uh, which they stole a lot from, which is this British comic from back in the day. But there were, uh, the evil empire that was obviously Imperium was on like they were called the termites and their soldiers were called Terminators and it was stolen, obviously, from that. they it was all stolen. now there's an entire faction in Warhammer called the Necrons, which are just Terminator robots. And back when they were initially, their whole special rule is that when they got killed, they could get back up. And the special rule was called we'll be back. And they just were mm-hmm. shamelessly mm-hmm. Terminators. So they're not above stealing from Terminator. But this particular Terminator didn't steal from Terminator. So, um, but we get Loken and men are are going in to go fight things. We get a lot more. A bunch of soldiers are still real concerned. The soldiers have been getting their ass kicked and they keep hearing voices. Um,
3: Lupercal.
0: Yes. Well, and a lot of things can people I, talking about who is Samus.
3: Can I ask what Lupercal is?
0: Oh, Lupercal. Yes, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a topical act- ointment. but looper call may cause the following symptoms um it's a cave that uh that uh romulus and remus were raised by wolves in is what a looper call actually is
3: oh so they're making because they are luna wolves
0: yeah i guess so wait are
3: they lunar wolves or luna luna wolves yeah yeah okay
0: like wolves that went to luna okay uh but so they're
3: just like shouting
1: cave before yeah. they go
0: they're like this one cave from a history that we undoubtedly don't know and isn't from the planet that it this guy actually cool was well. raised on <laughs> and stuff yeah it, so, it does sound way cool yeah, Lupa. yeah. yeah. like oh, yeah, saying I
3: excelsior that. yeah
0: um but we go he's we get a lot of people talking about samus they're all just convinced that it's just a uh, enemy propaganda this is no big deal they're going to get everything going on there. Um, I think there's one of my favorite horror movie lines, because up until this point, it's always been like, oh, the Vox. We're hearing Samus on the Vox and people keep hearing Samus on the Vox. And it's obviously
3: oh, yeah, I know, what it's you're obviously
0: a mystery. It's like, you know, they're, they're doing things. But then Keeler is talking about like who the Samus is, too. I think she's talking to Cinderman.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they're like, so Samus is a spirit. And they're like, why do you ask? And she's like, because I've heard him hissing at me since the moment we touched down. And da-da-ba-boom. I don't have a Vox. Yeah.
4: Dun, dun, dun!
0: dun. <laughs> so, the first impression that maybe things aren't what they seem.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, then we get um. to the Luna Wolves just annihilating, again, a bunch of poor bastards on this thing. And, like, the fight's not even hard. They're not losing anybody. This isn't like the fight with the Invincibles, where, or Invisibles, mm-hmm. where they were having trouble. Um, there's a scene I felt a little bad. Um... Want to read a bit because he finds some like guy that's just been blown away by a bolter and he's smeared with his own blood, gravely wounded. And the guy's like, say a prayer for me. And he's like, nope, no gods. Can't can't do it. (laughs) And it's like, but they'll shun me if I don't get a prayer. It's like you're dying. It's all there is. And it's like he takes a weird amount of time to inform this dying dude that it's like there's no afterlife you're fucked
3: and i'm aggressively atheist i cannot end this conversation i really loved that i loved that so much and i want that to be if if i'm dying from cancer or something i want us to reproduce (laughs)
0: this conversation no there are no gods like he takes a weird amount of time to anti-comfort this dying man <laughs> let's chop his head off for him though yes and then gently sets his detached head on the ground which i thought was a nice weird gently. touch before, yeah. though,
3: can i just rewind just a little bit to before they start storming this place and the guy's like here let me tell you about the situation on the ground and loken is like Fuck you! I don't need to know anything about the (laughs) situation. All I need to do is kill people. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, I don't need to know about it at all. And I'm like, what a weird. I feel like briefings before going into a battle site is like a normal. It can be masculine. You don't have to say (laughs) no. Right. (laughs) I don't need to. It was just so weird.
0: And Um, I find that, and I find it especially strange because it's like in this world we know that they're like there's no spirits there's no gods whatever all these sort of things but on a lot of these planets they've been on crusade against and they sort of talked about there are people with psychic abilities
3: uh-huh. mm-hmm. and there are
0: monsters like yeah, they fight are there yeah.
1: monsters yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm like we'll see in not to spoiler in section three we'll see a little bit there are awful monsters so it's like
1: in Maybe. the spider lands,
0: is Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm <very laughs> excited.
0: Yeah, so we are going to get to that a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, there's monsters. Like, listening to this guy be like, hey, there's some freaky shit happening. And he's like, nope, it's <laughs> nothing. I've seen countless horrors in a galaxy full of monsters and psychic powers. But I don't want to hear that here. It's not here. I don't believe it. So it seems aggressively naive.
3: Can I just talk about the landscape for a moment too
0: about the whisper heads
3: yeah the whisper heads okay i just want to say the most like described place that really didn't help me see it at all sentence which was the sky was white the peaks were white against them the white clouds softened the air um (laughs) 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 i just feel like if I like try to think about what that would look like on screen, and it's like, oh, I'm just seeing a mess of white. It's like <laughs> you can't have something that's white against white.
2: It's like how, I don't remember if it's green or blue, but we didn't used to have both of those words. Oh, yeah. So like you read old poetry, it's the same thing, like the blue ocean lapped against the blue grass that was waving <laughs> and she yeah. was wearing a blue dress. You yeah. Know. It's the same yeah. kind of thing.
3: Yeah, and I think they didn't have a word. So they didn't have a word for green in Japanese, I know, for a really long time. Because they use different characters for it. Like, it's a lone word kind of thing. And so, yeah, I think they were the same way in, in Japanese. They only had blue. Yeah. blue and I think so maybe there's green like
2: green. shades of gray that they don't have. I know this is just bad writing, but justify <laughs> the bad writing. Maybe he meant to say the silvery peaks against the
3: mm.
2: ashen it sky. It just
3: was like the most... Boring visual. And can I – okay, so are we to believe that this is a dry place? Because he's talking about sand, talking about desiccated bodies. Are we to think that it's super dry here? I think Because there's also pools of water.
0: There are, and like waterfalls. And and,
3: and rain.
0: Yeah. It's (laughs) – I think they're trying to say because it's like way up at a high altitude. So it's like supposed to be all dry. Is the
3: rain happening just down with the – other people uh, who are watching?
0: It's probably Samus. Samus is second <laughs> up all the spare moisture. okay because yeah. I was
3: having just a really hard time figuring out what the weather was like. <laughs> I want to know how to dress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I go to the Whisperheads. No, because yeah, they're in these caves and they're talking constantly about water dripping mm-hmm. and pools of water and that kind of thing. But yes. But then
3: desiccated bodies. Yeah, everything too. outside
0: is.
1: But they're also on a tall mountain. They've only
3: been fighting for what six weeks, and it's like frozen up there. How it's, are their discs It's
1: Samus. There? It's all it's okay.
3: Just I'm confusing the
2: weather and doing weird things with the bodies. <sighs> <laughs> you got this. Him. Mountain altitude is really difficult to talk. That's why it explains me. It. Oh, oh, it's because
0: yeah. of the the Elevation. low oxygen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Samus is just masturbating. No, (laughs) maybe
0: a little column A, a little column B. Sure. Um, But yes, so then we get to they they annihilate a bunch of people. They don't lose a space marine. They kick ass and take names um, and they're just finishing up and everything's done. And he gets a call from Jubal. One of his his boys, his. Which
3: his... did you talk about Jubal? We didn't. We had a little, to. Yeah. We want to give Jubal a little up. background on Jubal, uh, though, on from the beginning, because mm-hmm. he was a little. What would you call it? He was he was feeling a little miffed. He's a he's a
0: miffed. He's, he's, a, a, he's a little, a little pouty. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be. When, when Loken got to be cool, Mornival guy, he's supposed to put somebody else in charge. Jubal was sort of like his sergeant, so like was the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. And then he picks uh, Vipus. 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 Yeah, that's a good name. He was. Um, yeah, so Jubal's a little much. Mi- and then he does, they show us a little of uh, Loken, Loken's talented leadership
2: that he uh, lets Jubal go do something cool, like as a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That <laughs> like- yeah, that was, by the way, yeah. an interesting treat because they're like, the Terminator's going to go up. And destroy everything because they're just as bigger than us than we are to humans or whatever. But you can go behind them. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, sweet. Yeah.
3: Sick. (laughs) My special reward. He wants to go forward and tell more people who are on their way into death that there is nothing. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: That's actually.
3: uh, That's what he wants to do. That's the
0: space marine's favorite job is telling dying people there is no afterlife.
3: Can you guess what my favorite uh, new name, though, in this chapter is that I hadn't heard before? No captain noodle udon udon
1: yeah <laughs> captain, captain, captain noodle. noodle that's
3: how i just kept calling him captain noodle
2: so, so after yeah. i got caught the other day eating udon noodles i know a lot of you are thinking maybe you can't use that as my nickname anymore but i just want you to know
1: <laughs> i'm totally comfortable. i'm totally okay with that
2: yeah <laughs> captain udon
0: um sadly captain noodle does not last long i know it's turned In into noodles chapter, yes so we get he, he he sends Jubal off to go do his thing. Um, Jubal calls him. He's like, hey, boss, Samus is here. He's getting weird. He's he's looking into the water. He's making a bunch of nonsense things that don't make any sense. He starts talking about Samus. And then uh, Logan's like, hey, we got to maybe restrain this guy because he's crazy. Captain Noodle goes up and Jubal shoots him in the face. And then he just starts murdering space marines left and right.
1: This is really a moment where Loken's inability to read the room really bites everyone in the ass, because I think you can tell that Jubal is crazy way before Loken picks up on it. He's like, "No, what? Where are the words? Like, what are we looking at in the water?" I don't know what you're talking about, man. And then like he's clearly ramping up, and then he's like at the last minute, he's like, "Ooh, wait, this isn't normal behavior." <laughs> yeah. and...
0: Like a little a little reedy here, yeah. Oh. Art Zaver. Xavier, sorry, Xavier, but with X-A-V-Y-E-R, whatever. Xavier, Xavier. are you well? I'm concerned that... Look, Garfield, look at the words. Can't you hear the water speaking? Speaking? Drip, drip, drop. One name, Samus. That's the only name you'll hear. Samus? (laughs) (laughs) Samus, it means the end of the death. I'm... And he's like, restrain him. And yeah, yeah,
2: it takes forever to be like, I think something might not be okay with Mm -hmm. Jubal here. He's pointing his gun at our bros, but... Atreides don't fight Atreides, so like it's fine. He can point his gun at whoever yeah. he wants. Do you like say a
1: Astari. Astari.
0: Yeah, get your yeah, fake like nonsense <laughs> sci-fi words straight. Yeah, his whole, whole squad is
3: <laughs> very confused.
0: Oh yeah, and his whole thing, and so he just blows away a ton of people in Lokan's squad, and then he's all like, "I'm Samus," and that that ends. Chapter nine or Chapter eight.
1: What I love is he specifically says, "Look out, right. <laughs> Samus is here." Yeah. <laughs> the spookiest, <laughs> crazy yeah. he could have chosen. Look out, <laughs> Samus
0: is here. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> so Christopher, Walken Christopher Walken is, is going to be playing Xavier Dubl. I'm confident in the in the film version of this. I hope so. Look out! Wow,
2: Samus <laughs> is here.
0: So
1: that is the vibe of that line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, I could see it. We do a little de-aging um, in the thing with uh, with uh, we can do that now uh, to make him look a little more space mariney. I'm sold. You don't need to see most of his body because it's just going to be on power armor. Done and done. Uh, chapter nine. Dan Abnet gets cute with timing. Loken gets his ass kicked. Keeler doesn't pee herself. <laughs> um.
3: <laughs> that was my favorite part.
0: So uh, we go into chapter nine and Dan Abnet starts getting real cute. Back and forth here, where like he leaves us at, a, like, oh, Sam is killing people, and then it's like two days before, uh, Logan uh had a little chatty chatty time with Mercedes, um, so he's doing this thing, and he does it later on, going into chapter ten too, like where, having a
3: flashback, yeah, to
0: and like jumping forward and skipping with, things and like hmm. describing things in retrospect, um, and whatnot. So we get little story time again with him talking, telling all of his stories to Mercedes about. The Great Crusade and stuff he's done and the laughable time they ran into a bunch of aliens that didn't understand how they did war and they genocided the shit out <laughs> of them. And it's like, ha ha, ha good time. Was
3: he laughing about that? He sort of. Bit. it's
0: Yeah, because it's like, what's this like weirdest thing you've ever seen? And like and she's all like he's telling this crazy story about it, about these aliens that they didn't believe in fighting to wreck their own planets. And so they only fought on these like arenas that they set up for it. And he's like, yeah, so they got on these arenas and they met up there and they were ready to fight us. And Mercedes is like, wow, what happened next? And he's just like, we killed them all. And it's like, oh, my God, that's (laughs) that's what we're doing with that. So we also get, of course, a little bit of a more discussion of his lapping powder um, that I feel that Logan's real into. Always polishing that armor with his lapping powder, which I'm still unclear exactly what that is. But
3: uh, but uh, but of course, more and more of the I don't feel fear thing. Which mm-hmm. is oh,
0: annoying, well, yes.
3: He's never
2: feeling fear. There's nothing
3: else to say about that. Encountering
2: really. on all <laughs> the except things. for
1: now. Again, he
3: feels.
2: <laughs> right. um, Turns out it is the mind killer.
3: <laughs> I did yeah. feel like it was a little on the nose when they were like saying Tara and then it goes into terror, which, by the way, sounds very similar with the British voice who's doing this. Tara, Tara. It sounds exactly the same. I think same. we said
2: in the last episode they got the weird R's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: British but, people. But he does. Those
2: a's and R's. <laughs> and speaking
0: back to what we're saying is because he's telling the story. He tells a bunch of stories about things he's encountered and, and all these weird things. And he talks about these machines And they found, like, a planet that was empty, and there was a whole map of Terra from back in the day, and how weird it was, and and why, why, and he's blown away by why they brought this map out. And he does the line, it's like, I cannot feel fear, Mistress Olaton, but if I could, I would have felt it then. I cannot imagine anything ever unsettling my soul the way that thing did. And again, it's the constant, (laughs) like, almost as if I was afraid by
1: a map. (laughs) I wasn't scared,
0: but if I could be scared, I would have been scared. And I was very unsettled, which is adjacent to scared, but not quite <laughs> there. Anyway, he constantly by a map. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I think he was
0: I uh, he did not set up a very good.
3: Well, I think he got unsettled more mm-hmm. with this. I do have to say that. And I just want to say all I wrote here was Jubal zombie exclamation. Yes! <laughs> Jubal
0: zombie. Yes. And then we go right back to again, Loken just staring dumbfounded for. What seems like an absurd amount of time. And then, even then, he's now shot several of his friends Mm -hmm. in the face, Uh. stone cold murdered them, has been going about, Samus is here, I'm Samus. Uh. And then his first response is, (laughs) Jubal,
3: what have you done? It's like he's talking to a dog. Yeah, who just chewed up a shoe. Yeah, he's put gonna that like, down.
0: Put that. Put yeah. that. down. Uh, Jubal. He's gonna like rub Jubal's nose in dead Martian noodle.
3: <laughs> spank him.
0: Uh, yeah, and then and then anyway, then big fight happens, and the rest of the squad, the rest of the noodle squad, uh, go to try to restrain Jubal, and Jubal just starts kicking the ever living shit out of them.
2: He goes super Samus.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh there we are bringing in those those dragon ball fans in the <laughs> podcast um and that's i mean it's just this is a many pages of them punching each other a lot there is this is this is what Warhammer novels have to it's like i say they have to chum the water every so often and you have to get some nice good uh long
3: fight scenes of,
0: of punching and viscera steal steel on steel and vicious punches and people getting beat up and
3: okay stabs but here's the thing he already murdered a bunch of people i think at this point whenever whenever he's like oh i can't fire upon an astartes i'm gonna throw my gun but i can try to kill him other ways
0: well i think he's trying to restrain him at first
3: that doesn't mean throw your gun like i can't use this on him
1: and then he stabs him through the chest. <laughs> yeah,
2: he eventually gives up on restraining not just you. Stabs yeah. him. It felt yeah. brainwashy to me. Like yeah. they're brainwashed to not use guns
3: on the on each other. on each other. Mm-hmm. But they're but like nobody ever stopped. said
2: knives.
1: Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be honest. fair, I do think they say at some point that they're supposed to be gene coded to not hurt each other. So yeah, yeah, like. Maybe he found a Jean loop. wash? They have no he idea found like a how work. Oh, yes, it's like, I can do a bit of knifing. Yeah. Well, because even then he doesn't think he's killed him because he's like, help me save him after he stabs him.
3: Well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're pretty hardy. They are. Right. Maybe he just wanted to harvest his gene seed. Well,
2: <laughs> that is a thing they get. Get those, what are those bros called that come in and harvest those genes from you're, the dead bros? You're an apothecary. There you go. Yes. With their narthesium. How many times do I have to say bro before you <laughs> realize what I'm <laughs> Like, oh, that bro, but the bro, this kind of bro, the, the Medi Bros.
0: Um, and then, so anyway, finally, that big fight against Jubal. He he manages to drive his sword into his chest, um, drags his body back up. He's exhausted. Um, Jubal seemed to weigh a billion tons. I thought was a little bit of a over overwrought prose there. It's like a billion. Do we have to go? Fine. Um, and then it goes back to the remembrancers are all down there. We have the scene that we talked about before where a guy's like, hmm, all of these dead bodies. Cinderman's getting real, real concerned. Uh, he's not realizing how awful Astarte's fighting is and seeing a bunch of blasted corpses. And Cinderman's starting to be like, oh, maybe, maybe these aren't my heroes <laughs> so much. Maybe war. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe war is bad. <laughs> um, he's getting just a brief moment of that uh, to finally figure out uh, what's going on there. Um, they find Jubal's corpse popped up, uh, propped up down there, and Loken is super concerned. He's he's he knows he's seen something monstrous. He's worried about spirit possession. He's saying a lot of things that aren't to vibe with the Imperial Creed. And Cinderman fortunately comes in to lay down some logic on him.
3: Yeah, it's a good thing he gave the the okay to bringing all these. Uh all these um, remembrancers down before Jubal went crazy. He's right. like, yeah, bring him in. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jubal's on me.
0: Um, And Cinderman's like, maybe. And again, in a world where there's all sorts of crazy sci-fi shit, and he's like, he was possessed by a spirit. And Cinderman's like, maybe it was like a disease. And he went crazy. And Logan's just like, oh.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's not ghosts. And it's like, You'd think you'd spend any time maybe thinking <laughs> that it's <laughs> yeah. that he went crazy before assuming ghosts, especially in a world that's so aggressively like there Gosh. are no, no spirits. There um, are no ghosts. There's a scientific explanation for everything. Turn. And he goes to no scientific explanations. The
3: propaganda yeah. got in his head, <laughs> literally.
0: In there. So um, and Keeler's taking a bunch of pics of dead people and getting sad. Again, there's a lot of
3: the composer got bit in half right well
0: we're getting to that oh. we're seeing just there they're running around they're taking pictures again dad nabnett's a little bit trying to eat his cake and still have it where it's like here's some cool war scenes war is hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like all oh, kids but seriously the war is bad now for another 30 page description of how awesome war is <laughs> and then i'll oh, feel bad about it though um but they get up there cinderman gets there and then Jubal, <gasps> Jubal Look zombie out. <laughs> look out
1: he like, <laughs> yes, yes. he wheezes
0: uh um, <laughs> and he goes full giant <laughs> evil dead monster uh i mean yeah, he's expanding he, like, he isn't
3: just a zombie
1: no like, he's reeking of corruption i
3: kind of was imagining a thing a situation yeah
1: yes yeah. but i think evil dead's an apt comparison to very like sam raimi
0: yeah yeah And like you imagine there's wounds all over his face and there's a lot of fluids flying out of him and everything. And they call him. I do love that. They keep calling him the Jubal thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoy the expression, the Jubal thing a great deal. Um, and they do the, uh, the ring style. They try to describe things. Like, obviously I think Dan Abner just saw the ring, um, or like some Japanese horror movie where they like slow things down and speed them up. So things are moving all herky jerky because he's describing that's what the Jubal thing's doing. Probably making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're only going to have the timeliest of uh, movie references in this <laughs> episode of the came podcast. came out like last year. Right? Yeah. I that's, think it's it yeah, very, very fresh in everyone's mind.
3: Well, the American version, of course. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not Ju-on, right? Was that the
3: I don't remember the grudge in Japanese. Yeah. I, that sounds that familiar. Is, yeah. yeah, sounds good.
0: Um, Van Crashton, who I don't really remember who that was. He's one of the remembrancers. He pees himself. They really. Uh, I believe the line that you laughed out loud at <laughs> is when. Uh, Van Crastin lost control of his bodily functions and fell to the floor
2: in a puddle of his own know. manufacturer. <laughs> I did laugh. As that. someone who struggles with like bathroom code, <laughs> <That> I <right? laughs> really likes the term manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the bathroom manufacture real quick. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> manufacture a puddle really fast. Yes.
0: Um, and then Monster, it's tearing through Remembrancers, it's murdering people left and right. We're getting needle teeth and body horror. Um, and Keeler is proud of herself for that. She's about to die. Um, she just saw another Remembrancer be like literally bit in half um, and that she is proud of herself. This is where the, the whole chapter ends, that she is proud that she doesn't pee herself in the face of her imminent demise. And a chapter ends on that note yeah. uh, <laughs> on this character being like, man, remember the yeah. time I didn't pee myself? Good on me. Um, like at
2: who least said if I
1: die here today, right. it didn't piss it myself. It will not be
2: in a puddle of my own manufacture. <laughs> yeah. Who said there aren't strong female characters in these novels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold.
0: Um, that leads us into chapter 10. The Imperial Truth, maybe the Imperial Fib. You say tomato, I say murder demon. And brotherhood in <laughs> <laughs> Um, As spoilers, so we do another cute Dane Abnett move where he... Uh, drops us ahead of time now a bunch. I was to so be, mad. Oh, was I know. So mad. Like we're not going to see them fight uh, the Jubal thing. It's just him chatting with Abaddon and being like, "Oh yeah, we blew the shit out of it. It was great." <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, this is like his. It felt very like Harry Potter kind mm-hmm. of. Only Harry Potter would show more of the fight. <laughs> yeah, but it would be like he, where he's debriefing with Dumbledore at the end.
2: <laughs> but like,
3: here's what actually happened. <laughs> Your mother's love saved you. (laughs) Um,
2: Is that what happened in these books, too? (laughs) I
0: think that's that's what's going to be. Well, you know, the the famous writing piece of advice. Uh Tell don't show. Right. That's (laughs) that's how that goes. Right. Okay. good. Um, I'm making sure I have that down. Okay. Um, and this is all, again, more debriefing time of he talks to Abaddon and Abaddon's like, hey, we're not going to tell anybody about it. We're going to talk to all these remembrancers to make sure that they're cool. We're going to cover this all up. We're going to say there were some casualties because the fighting was real bad. But we're certainly, you know, ixnay on the
3: yeah, Eamon days. I just want to say for the listening audience that the entire time Walter was doing that, he was doing the motion where you're like, uh, 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 yeah, don't, don't say it. Don't say it, Yes. Which I'm just now realizing looks like you're like slicing someone's throat. Is that what that is? Are you threatening yeah, to like kill you're someone? Yeah, like cutting if it off. You're a... like,
0: don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will also say Ixne, uh, the On Eamon the Day. Way. That's a uh, that's pig Gothic. <laughs> that's is what <laughs> we call that. So, um, for like, but uh, and then finally Horace himself shows up to reveal the mind-blowing revelation that. There are spirits. Yeah. There's a whole thing called the warp. Um, Psychic people use it. And occasionally that possesses people. And. And in the most frustrating bit of this entire thing, because they're like, there's no demons or spirits. And then he's like, you know, there." are Are these things that are extra-dimensional creatures that are mm, spirity and we have all these words. Might as well call it a demon. Might as well. It's like your whole thing is don't do that. And they're like, we don't want to coin a new term for these things. That would be
2: we'd have to write
0: another thing. We just made up pictures and data slates the other day. We're exhausted. We cannot come up with any new
2: words. All of that information seemed really important. But I was distracted by. The actual a plot of this chapter, which is big horse. We're talking big horse. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, big horse pours himself horse. a glass of wine,
3: mm-hmm. and he thinks big it's horse
2: good. is as big, much bigger.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I was like, "Are there three? Do you have to stock your cabinets with three size wine glasses?" Because he takes six. He takes a multiple size horse sized uh, horse si- hey, oh. what are they called?
3: Because uh, yeah, he's even bigger. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's taking Primarks. sips.
2: Because at first I was like, he's got a comically small glass and is like doing shots. But he's like, they he describes multiple sips that he takes. So it's <laughs> yeah. presumably a him-sized glass.
3: Yeah, maybe they got those, this just, is those actually, giant. How big are the wine giant, bottles? Like, um, I feel like they have them at like bachelorette party type mm-hmm. glasses, you know. well, That's Like a whole cut. bottle of wine
1: uh-huh. in uh-huh. one glass, uh-huh. yeah.
3: That's a or good like point a, though,
0: because they're on the planet still at this point, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they didn't
2: bring wine down there. Like, so must it's not about the glasses.
3: Maybe he, he took a bowl. <laughs> he took a bowl.
2: And how presumptuous is it to be he took a bowl? How presumptuous <laughs> is it to be like, there's a chance that the most beautiful and important man in my life might be stopping by my quarters. I better stock one of a glass that's him size. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well,
3: he's on the ship, though, right? Or no? No, they're, they're not on
2: the ship. They're yeah. still down
0: in oh. the town. Found, he found a bottle of wine amongst the clutter on a wall dresser and poured himself a
2: glass. So he just the finds teeny, a random thimble of wine. <laughs> like, so I'm, he's sipping out of that. He's just like barely.
3: Like, like, Ooh, like, I can't like, wait drops. to see the sunscreen. Yeah.
0: I am excited to see this awkward him and like uh, his fingers just around this tiny wine stem as he's but well, yeah. dropping the most important
1: reveal of the book uh-huh. so far, <laughs> just sipping out of a comically small. It must be so
2: delicate, like in <laughs> the bottle
1: is
3: going to be so tiny in he his hand. He must have had like a pitcher or a, yeah, I don't know. So, and, he's like yeah. a si- and
2: he's like a super taster, apparently, because he's getting these little bitsy tastes and he can really yeah. get the whole bouquet. Yeah, I like that he's surprised. It.
0: It's like, oh, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is surprising random cave wine is uh, <laughs> pretty good, actually, that I found. Um.
3: yeah but now i am imagining you guys ever had those candies that had that looked like a little bottle they're like wax and then they have liquid inside that's (laughs) what i'm imagining now that's (laughs) like the scale
2: (laughs) like recently i knew what those were called i can't remember what they're called now they're so good yeah they're probably bad i would eat the wax when i was a kid too or chew on it for a while
3: yeah you can chew on the wax get
2: that flavor out Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the flavor but yeah, so
0: that's that's clearly that is, I think, the key plot of this mm-hmm. entire chapter is. Yeah,
3: I think that's a good way to end this book. Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it good. Yes, wrapping <laughs> up
0: there. Well, I do also want to get to again. I was promised promised earlier that his humdinger. Yeah, he looked his half drunk a glass. Uh, so he only drank half of his tiny <laughs> adorable tiny sip glass, glass. Um, and he says, "I came here looking for spirits." He joked. And all I find is wine.
1: Uh-huh. Ah, Super humor too. That's wow.
0: that's primary. The Looney
1: tunes, humor. tunes exit comes on. Now,
0: <laughs> what do you think the ratio of honey to steel in that <laughs> in his delivery in that line was? Um, uh, and then there's a little coda where he's talking to Mercedes, who's like, "Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it." Then this we finally get the payoff. He's like, "Hey, sorry I didn't make it." to the thing uh my friend car because he got his ass kicked uh he's fine i guess and you're like oh cool we're gonna just tell us that now fine (laughs) um
1: they fully made it seem like he was dead and i was so mad to learn that he's not
0: (laughs) oh they did i don't know we'll find the thing but they did that like the last thing he heard was except it's like in not last last but like last like Until he
2: woke up rude in that moment. The last thing he heard (laughs) before the next moment immediately happened and he was fine. And then
1: he was okay. And then he heard more things.
2: Uh, um, So there and
0: he has a little moment where, you know, she's all like, do you want to tell me about what happened? And he's like, no. whatever." Anyway, but I'm stoic. That wraps up part two part. Well, our part two, the books, part one. But the reason to tune in to episode three is because part two is entitled brotherhood in spider land and i am extremely excited to read the further pages in there so that being said what do we think what 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 does that mean what do we think brotherhood spider
2: land is i think that means that somebody's gonna sing the spider-man tv show theme but replace spider land into spider-man okay. that's my prediction
1: okay for we'll us see if that comes. All right, good <laughs> i like that um i think it means that We're just going to completely shift gears and forget about all this stuff that just happened. And we're going to be in a totally new planet. And who cares about any of this that just happened?
3: I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm really worried there are going to be no more zombies. Like, I'm very worried.
0: (laughs) Concerned. Uh, The zombie
1: bit was cool. I'm
3: thinking we're going (laughs) to see spiders that are like the Wild Wild West spider.
1: Ooh, like
0: mech spiders? Mm -hmm. I'm actually shocked. Shocked. Eric, that you did not assume that these would be spiders, perhaps of Mars from Mars. Yeah, um, yeah that I was think a missed opportunity. Maybe you were worried about going over your your band reference. Yeah, I couldn't
2: keep the track of how many. Uh, did I make that Terminator X joke earlier or did I not? I don't remember. Not, so. so I
0: guess that's you still had one free. I think you still had one in the chamber. Um, But that'll be that'll be the next. What, what are people thinking so far? Things picked up a little bit.
3: I liked this. I liked this set of chapters way better than the first five.
2: Getting past some of the exposition at the very least. Agreed. It's more fun to have them shooting at monsters than it is shooting at other people in mech suits. Right.
1: Yeah. I also, I really like the reveal that, oh, we're just psych. There are spirits here and <laughs> weird stuff that happens and we just lie about it yeah, to everybody. We're like, just kidding. Like, but I, I think it's really interesting.
3: <laughs> why? What's the purpose of lying?
1: We're going to see. This is going to be a
2: central theme in some of these books. I mean, and if they're going to keep, we've all, we've guessed and hinted at or whatever that they're going to start fighting one another. So presumably the ghosts will still be Even if Samos <laughs> isn't
3: the called, voice? It's called the Horus Heresy. I yeah. Yeah.
2: It was a guess. <laughs> could be. Anything could happen. And Spoiler they've been very alert, subtle about Dan it. Dan Abnet, <laughs> Who, by the way, about half the times you all say Dan Abnett, I hear Dag Nabbit. So we can just call him Dag Nabbit. I like that.
1: Dag Nabbit. Often, often you're like, Dag
2: Nabbit. I'm like, what? what? That's <laughs>
3: what actually that came from. The etymology is referring to this book. Yeah. In this
2: uh, I would believe that. And I... <laughs> And
0: I so often say Dagnabbit because I am an 1800s uh, prospector. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So
2: that's pretty commonly in my lexicon. Yeah, I guess the listeners wouldn't know that about you. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's it. a thing that we all take for granted.
1: Uh, He has a big bushy mustache. (laughs) Overalls, a little Mm -hmm. gold
0: pan.
3: Man, Um, I wish he had a big bushy mustache.
0: Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. That's That's why we got.
3: That's why we got the cardboard stand up. I don't know if we talked about this last time. For our Warhammer, like... Uh, getting ourselves ready for this, we got a cardboard cutout of Henry Cavill. Um, and we were trying to figure out which Henry Cavill to get. We went with mustache suit.
0: If for the listeners at home, if you are interested in acquiring a cardboard cutout of a celebrity, there are countless options. It is weird how easy <laughs> it is to get a cardboard cutout of just about anyone famous you want. Because I thought, OK, I'm going to look up a cardboard cutout of Henry Cavill. I'm going to find a million Witcher things, which I don't want. What am I going to find for Henry Cavill? Turns out no Witcher things to be found. <laughs> 8,000 different poses of Henry Cavill that I had to do a poll on which Henry Cavill would be the one just representing him us. He's looking
3: dapper in a suit with dapper, a mustache. With his mustache. This is yeah. in probably the uh, yeah, the Mission sure. Impossible times. Yeah. 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 but um,
0: He's just a temporary stand-in, of course, until – mr cavill you know gets well, back to us of course
3: yeah, yeah. i love a cardboard stand i as you know i uh the first cardboard cutout i bought was of poe dameron <laughs>
0: yes which got a lot <laughs> which i
3: started i was like he was in like the sale bin you know at barnes and noble and i was like ah oh, that's so silly what if i just got that that would be crazy <laughs> and then i walked past him, i'm like yeah i'm actually gonna get this <laughs>
1: That,
0: that cardboard cutout of Podamer did us a lot of a lot of good. You could put them places to spook people.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you walk into a room and you're not mm-hmm. expecting to be ah. there. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah,
3: actually, so this one in here has spooked me several times. Just coming down here to do, like, audio checks and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh okay.
1: Spooked yes. or delighted. A very piercing oh. stare. He's just staring at me over Eric's head all the
3: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, And then... Yeah, it scared our dog once, too. Oh, so right. That's our our right. dog, Geralt of Ruffia, which is appropriate in this case, <laughs> uh, came down into the basement and saw Henry there and was very concerned. Yes. So I was not expecting any human concerned. in the basement.
3: Geralt, our Geralt, is a very scared boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wimpy boy. <laughs> he, he gets scared by everything. If there's, like, Walter came home from, uh, was it from Gamma and left your luggage out there? Oh. And he, like, ooh.
0: Yeah, this is When we went to the living
3: room. Yeah.
0: So it's a little surprise uh, for you guys. I was really, I wasn't expecting this. We're only, you know, two episodes into this thing. I didn't think we'd be getting a lot of, like, fan mail or that kind of thing. We got some sort of mysterious email. Um, Gasp. Yeah, a, a little email address, uh, kenryhavill at hotmail.com. And what it looks Ooh. to me that it is, is this is test footage. This is, like, early, early footage from some of the ongoing, uh, you know, upcoming Warhammer production that's going to be made um and it looks like it's a little scene uh from uh you know loken and being introduced to the mournival so it really fleshes out a little bit of these issues with like the sons of horus and how everyone looks and everything it's it's, it's pretty eye-opening i think you'll be excited that's exciting. Uh, to hear that yeah. so uh if uh shannon if you can cue it up
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yep, uh, we can get clip. that played all right all here. right, here all right.
2: let's let it action Brothers, I cannot tell you what an honor it is to be invited to join Mordaval. After beautiful Sejanus died, I never presumed I would be sufficiently worthy or handsome enough to be here. (laughs) Worry not, brother. I am confident that we will not regret our decision to reach out to you. Thank you, Torgadon. I will admit that when you told me I had been considered, well, I could... (laughs) Pardon me, brother. You must be confused. I'm Ezekiel Abaddon. He is Torgadon. So he is the poop joke guy? I thought that was him.
1: I don't just tell poop jokes. No,
2: no, no, brother. That is Horace. There's no way that that is Horace. He's like way taller and wears a wolf pelt. <laughs> no, brother. This is little Horace. Little Horace Aximont. you were telling me in a legion where 80% of you fuckers look like Horace that one of you has the audacity to be named Horace?
3: That was my dad's name.
2: Listen, it isn't that odd. I'm Abaddon, that is Torgodon. that is Little Horus, and Big Horus is Horus Lupercal. What the hell is a Lupercal? No one knows.
3: According to Space Google, it's a cave.
2: (sighs) My apologies, brothers, for the collar. I just didn't think things would be this confusing when I became a space wolf. Ooh, uh, we are the Luna Wolves. The space wolves are a different legion. There are two wolf-themed legions? Our guy even wears a wolf pelt. Where did he even get that thing? I think
1: their guy does, too.
2: Fuck this. Fuck you guys, I quit. I'm going back to Terra.
3: Wait, the original one or the one we just conquered? Fuck
2: off! Wow, I did
0: not see all that coming. I can't believe you suggested that guy, Torgodon.
3: Wait, me? I'm Horus, he's Torgaden. Shit,
0: that is confusing. Should we
3: get name tags?
0: Riveting stuff. Guy, I, I think we're all excited to, to see this clip. Uh, I was really to the excited about the show until I heard that clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back to what we're brilliant. doing. Good, Absolutely good. brilliant. So that wraps up our sec- second portion of this book. Uh, meet back with us uh, next time for our section three out of four of Horus Rising. Uh, we're going to be reading all of part two, Brotherhood in Spiderland, um, chapters one through seven. Uh, for the next episode. So if you want to follow along, read there, and you'll be caught up with us. In the meantime, if we have any, uh, y'all working, anything you're interested in, wanting to talk about plugs you have, Eric, you have anything you're working on?
2: (laughs) What? Me? Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was going to limit myself to one, but since we didn't do this last time, I'm going to allow myself two. So you could go to ericstrangefellow.com. That's Eric with a K. I always forget to specify that. That's got all of my stuff, but I will want to say I do want to say um, on top of that the the bonus thing here is I'm not a fan necessarily. I don't really have an opinion of TikTok, but I've been doing a TikTok experiment on there, which I will certainly not be doing the next time we record. So this is my one and only time to suggest checking that out. Right, that's me, Sarah. Bye. Um. <laughs> and now. I'm done talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I don't have anything specific going on. I do have a website. um It's how queer.com. Uh, um, and like every six months, I write a story and put it on the internet. And they're usually spooky, uh almost exclusively spooky, because that's what I like to write. So if you like Zombie Jubal, maybe the I have something thing. you would be interested in. <laughs>
3: um, I don't have any plugs. I guess if I have plugs. I can put them in later.
0: Sure. I don't have any plugs because this is my one and only thing I do creatively. Um,
3: <laughs> um, No, you, you can plug Tabletop.
0: I, I do. I do own a game store, Tabletop Game and Hobby. Um, If you're ever in Overland Park, Kansas and you want nerd stuff Come and you po want to Dammerin. talk about Warhammer, I will talk to <laughs> you about po, Warhammer is po too Is Poe out
3: in the game room or where is he? I at? don't know
0: where Poe's hanging out. Is he was he in, in the, the back, back room. room for a while. Yeah. He hung out by the bathrooms like a creepo for a while. <laughs> um, Just all over the place. Go say hi to Poe. Uh, Poe Dam- Yes, because when he was in the bathrooms,
2: we called him Poo Dameron. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he was there. Uh, I'll plug on Shannon's behalf. Um, the our website, this podcast's website, looks very nice. Um, if you're curious what what we look like, what our faces look like, they are on that website. Yeah. So if you do go to Tabletop and you want to track them, Walter, I'm <laughs> doxing you now. <laughs> well, oh, got we gotta
3: get a plug to our podcast on the Tabletop site. Too. Oh, I know, right? We'll get that. Uh, but the, yeah, the site is zero two four zero k dot com, and all of those are. Numbers if they can be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> except
1: for the K. Yeah, right. except for
3: the K. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like um Zero to the movie
2: four. seven or a Marilyn Manson song. You right. insert numbers as often as Everywhere you can. You can. Yeah.
0: Um All right. Well, good episode. And then uh finally in conclusion, uh Henry, I mean we know you're listening out there. Uh, are you jealous that uh, Raul Coley uh, got to be in a Warhammer project before you? Uh, the game Boltgun is coming out in which he will be doing the voices. So uh, how do you feel about that? Anyway, let us know. And if any of y'all out in listener land have questions, uh, let us know.
2: Walter knew Warhammer real well, so he seized every opportunity to tell anyone he could about the books. But no never gave them a second look, so he thought, hey, I'll start a podcast, and he gathered around him together at last, three friends willing to jump into the fray and go from zero to 40k.
3: Zero to 40k was created by our war master, Walter Stewart. Production by Administrator Shayna Tierney. Music by Eric Strangefellow. Special thanks to Sarah Fecky. Check out everything we're up to at 0240k.com.